three, two, one, ghost. Hey, everybody. Welcome to three, two, one, ghost. I'm Kyle, your host with a silent G, as always. And um, okay, so I've got some bad news, but don't worry, I've got some good news. Uh, Natalie got hit by a truck. And I don't know what was going on. I think there was a kite. She was chasing after it. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was barbecuing. I looked over. It's It was a mess, y'all. But I did what I could and check this out. Just after a little uh, little mysticism, a little bit of cursed burial ground, just threw her in there, just slapped her in with a trash bag, just slapped that with a shovel, and then just went home, drank a couple buds with my buds, and lo and behold, the next day, here you are. Um, my co-host, hey Natalie, uh, how are you feeling? I'm back, feeling good. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. million bucks. <laughs> little grayish green in tone you y'all can't see it but just uh you know normally have like an olive tone but now it's actually like more of like a swamp green I think it works though I think I can pull it off yeah somebody told me a good spot to put you and they were like ah they warned me ahead of time saying like I when she comes back she's gonna be a little ornery a little cantankerous (laughs) a little angry if you will and I was like I don't think anyone's gonna tell I don't think I, anyone would be able to tell the difference. Let's just try it out. Let's just figure it out. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, welcome to three, two, one, ghost. Um, you know, it depends who you ask if if this movie is a classic because the the reviews going back to it, the reviews are worse than I remember. Um, because I always think of this movie as being kind of a classic. Hey, y'all, we're talking about the nineteen eighty nine Stephen King adaptation. Pet Cemetery. Um, what, what was? Do, do you remember the first time you watched this movie? I don't remember the first time I watched this movie, but I do remember watching it as a kid. And again, I feel like I had an edited for television version of it, but I've seen it many times since then. But to your point, I remember this movie as a classic. And every now and then I go back and watch it and I'm like, oh, this is really, really over the top cheesy 80s. Like the music, the acting, the reactions to things. I don't know that Stephen King is known for camp, but it feels very like looking at the way that they react to things and how they deliver lines. It feels very campy to me. So I enjoyed watching it tonight. I I just watched it. And I was laughing a lot. So I got I got a lot of good laughs out of it, which maybe isn't the intention of the movie, but um, I had a really fun time watching it. Well, shit, now my face is red because I was talking, I was like, this movie is pretty spooky. That's <laughs> 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 some kind of affecting parts here. And, and I'm just I, like, uh, like just sitting there laughing. <laughs> Child death. Oh, you're like, uh, we all thought you were crying, but actually you were laughing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I remember uh, watching, I guess I, I watched um, that It um, adaptation, you know, the earlier one, the one with Best Pal, Seth Green. Mm-hmm. And made, that one The made is, for television. And I thought that one maybe just because it was made for television, I was like, that one's pretty corny too. Oh yeah, for sure. So I think we're just, anything from 85 to 95 is just gonna, mm-hmm. I don't know, just kind of be, I don't know. Well, I didn't realize that Stephen King wrote the screenplay for this. I mean, yeah. I knew he wrote the book, but I didn't know that he re- he wrote the screenplay. So that kind of was interesting to me because I've always wanted to read this book because I feel like the meat of the story 
is really strong and it can be like a really, really good story. I feel like reading it actually would be better. Whereas like I, they like, they kind of miss the mark on like what could be really serious and sad feels, I guess it like, it lands in a funny way to me. And it feels like you had a different experience watching it, but um, I'm going to say this right off the bat just for anyone listening. I don't do this. I don't typically do this, but I'm going to give a trigger warning for this one. It's not because of the child death. It's because of how I'm going to talk about child death and grief and these people's reactions to things. Like I need to make it very clear that I'm a mother. I hate children in horror movies. I don't even really like children in real life. I like my child. I think I've said this before, but Kids in horror movies tend to ruin everything. So I often root against them. So I just want to give everyone a warning that like this, there's some heavy shit in this, like parents losing their children. And I am definitely going to make fun of it. So if you're not down for that, you can leave now. I know Kyle would be like, no, keep listening. But I I just need to make sure everyone knows, like I'm going to be very callous about this situation. So I had to throw that out there. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the suicide. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot of terrible things going on in this movie. So if you yeah. if you watched it, like you should be able to listen to us talk about it. But um, yeah, just had to cover my bases. So Stephen King wrote the screenplay based off his book. Um, so as far as the plot details, it's mostly all generally similar. Um, I think with one of the slight changes being hmm, just maybe off the top of my head, the a death that does not occur. Well, actually, no. Um, yeah, a death that does not occur at the end of the book. Do you want me to just spoil it now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, um Rachel doesn't kill Lewis at the end of the book. Oh, okay. She just shows up and the last part is like, you know, he's at peace back at home after burying her, you know, and mm-hmm. then she shows up behind him, puts her hand on his shoulder and says, hello, darling. And then that's the mm-hmm. end of the book. Okay. So like, you you don't know I mean, it's what happened, but I'd be like, if I were Rachel fucking either way, I'd fucking cut that fucker up. Oh, like, what? Yeah. Whether I'm a brain hungry zombie or an angry wife, like you're getting killed, Lewis. You're absolutely yeah. getting killed um kind of like reanimator another example of dudes who just don't know when to fucking stop dudes in the medical field that don't know when to just fucking stop and need to be more honest with their partners um Mm. even though jesus uh she had her own fucking wild secrets of her own (laughs) god damn she's Um, the worst too this whole family is the worst (laughs) it's pretty rough so um this movie is directed by Mary Lambert, mm-hmm. who has a pretty eclectic history, uh, mostly coming from, um, this is also for, I'm sorry if you already know this, but I'm thinking, I'm talking to the audience, greater audience here, um, a lot of background in uh, music videos, um, particularly uh, a couple of Janet Jackson videos, including Nasty, um, and then That's a so lot- good. And then a lot of Madonna videos, like, um, fuck, like uh, Borderline, Like a Virgin, Material Girl, Like also a Prayer, good. directed all, 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 like, I yeah. I mean, if I were Bangers. to tell you her Bangers top five. and great videos. Top five videos. I'm sure 
four of those would all four of those would be on there right like a prayer come on oh yeah so um and um a couple you know side side little uh steps into horror um one that you probably made well you and your son are more shark people so you probably didn't watch mega python versus gatoroid correct uh, no i did not allow him to watch that is what happened he was that down specifically for like anything versus anything like we've been through all of them on amazon and i was like nope that's gonna be absolute trash we're not watching it i sharknado is where i drew the line like we went through all of those and we're good yeah and also directed a entry in the urban legend franchise not urban the front legend. door not the third one bloody mary God yeah damn it I know. Yeah. So she also had Shining Veil on there too. Oh, really? Good for that. her. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, also, I think I brought this up in another episode. Maybe, or maybe I just talk about Wayne's World a lot. But um, mm, that's you know, Wayne's World. That's uh, also directed by a woman, uh, Penelope Spheris, who also had a background in directing a lot of like rock documentaries and I think some music music videos as well. Um, in an early scene of the film in Wayne's room, um, there is a pet cemetery poster. And mm. that was to honor at the time, I think the highest grossing movie by a female director, which was Pet Cemetery. Wow. Um, so hello. So so pretty cool shout out there. So next time you watch yeah. Wayne's World, you can lean over to whoever you're you dragged to watch Wayne's World. And so actually, <laughs> well, actually, did you know this and this and this? Um, and then so that's pretty fun right that is fun this cast i um well first and foremost i feel like i gotta throw out can i can i give out an industry legend award i feel like it's been a minute yeah absolutely i i think i know where this is going well i'm gonna start at the top and just give fred gwynn uh our industry legend award mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. first of all absolutely Monster, of yeah, course no shit and then He's also, so yeah, just between these two performances alone, and I don't know like exactly what he's got going on and what this like, this kind of choice with the accent and the dialect is. With Where is he from? Both what time? And Missy. This is supposed to be yeah. like Maine. You know, no, I like, know. He, he sounds like an old timey news reporter. I love it. I, I think that was a great creative choice. Um. I just I love him so much and his his character is interesting and I have a lot to say about him but yeah he's he's so great I could watch him in anything so definitely industry legend definitely then you got Dale Midkiff as uh Lewis Denise Crosby as Rachel and then as the kids um Ellie and Gage you have uh Blaze Birdall and Miko Hughes and now one thing that was just startling and just upsetting to me about this movie, um, you know, Miko Hughes it, it has been in a couple horror adjacent things mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm. by the way. Now, and now I kept getting this kid confused with the kid from the son from Hook, but a bunch oh, of kids will just look that fucking way. But yeah. I was like, where have I seen this kid before? I know his face. I know his Dylan. face. He's Dylan from uh, New Nightmare. And mm-hmm. also, I think he shows up in, ugh, I don't know, when's the last time you watched that Spawn movie from the mid-90s? With, oh, uh, I have not watched that since the mid-90s. Yeah, with Jake, John Leguizamo. Yeah, it's really yeah. bad. Um, he's in that as well. And he's so, in Kindergarten Cop. 
Yes, he is. I don't like I had seen that on his IMDb, but I also knew that because I had recently watched it with my son. Um, because uh... we were like, you have to watch Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I forgot how fucking ridiculous that movie is. Kindergarten Cop is where I learned to never trust a man with a ponytail. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Sorry, bro. You're a goddamn terrorist trying to abduct my kindergarten class. So get the fuck out. Um, so this kid is, this is the first thing that terrified me about this fucking child is I swear to God, it's something in his eyes. Whenever I just like look maybe like a little too long into his eyes, this kid's just a mischievous little fuck for however old he was when this movie came out. And I swear to God, I see, I look into the eyes of that child and I'm like, nope, that is an adult and a child baby. Um, <laughs> that is that is an I adult feel... having adult thoughts, adult mischievous thoughts inside a child's body. And I am not having it. I feel the same way, but- on the like other end of things number one he's fucking adorable i think he's such a cute little baby but he is acting the fuck out of this he's the best actor in this movie like maybe that's what it is his little evil face like that's the thing i think that's what makes him scary is that i'm like i'm buying this shit like i know that he's not delivering those lines like when they're on the phone and and all that like that's not mm. that's not the child actor you could tell the difference in the voice and also i don't think he really has any speaking lines when he's alive um but yeah like even like when he puts the syringe into his neck like his reaction like i know that they also like probably dub sound over for that too but his facial expression like i'm like damn that kid is acting the shit out of this movie so i i think he's i think he's great but very creepy i agree very terrifying um let me ask you i mean i know my answer Mm, okay actually no let me back up let me ask a couple questions first let me set the tune um so what have you ever visited a a pet cemetery before no never seen one well okay this is there's a gray area here It, it wasn't an official pet cemetery but Oh my gosh, hopefully my grandma never listens to this. So our house in New Jersey growing up, we had a lot of animals. Like there was a rotation of five dogs at a time. Like we always had at least like five dogs, a couple cats, horses, goats, chickens, all the things, right? And so when these animals died, this was, I think before vets were like cremating them, she would put them in a plastic bag and bury them on the side of the yard. So whoever bought that house after us, there's probably like a row of like 20 dogs along that fence. Terrifying, but she wouldn't mark their graves or anything. She would just bury them. And that was like their little graveyard. So, um, God, I hope Vinny is listening to this and he's going to be like, what the fuck? Is that true? (laughs) It's true. Um, so I guess, I like I knew they were all there so I would like pay my respects to them if I was feeling sad or I missed them um you know closest thing to a pet cemetery how about you I wasn't sure if that's terrifying by the way um (laughs) I wasn't sure if like I'm just growing up. This is the majority of my childhood in California. I was like, are pet cemeteries or just like random burials, like just legal in California? I would think between just think so. the the sand dunes and the hard rock and just living on a fault line. I'm like, I would just afraid they just pop up on their own anyway. <laughs> but at least I'm aware 
that there are some like privatized pet cemeteries where you can purchase a plot for your yeah. animal and then you know and honestly i don't even know how true this I, I mean it must be i saw it in the episode of nathan for you and so it probably exists and i would bet it does not everyone wants their pet to be cremated i know a lot of people who have their pets remains and have them like in like a beautiful wooden box it's very yeah. expensive to do that um but there's something about burying the dead in the earth that feels right to me like it's like going going back to the earth like feels I don't know it just feels right rather than turning into ashes I guess you know your preference but um mm -hmm. for animals even like I I don't know I just think about like who's cremating them like how are they treated on their way like you know they're just kind of like tossing them in there um so I Do like the idea know? of having more control no I wouldn't want to know okay, like I'd rather I can have... tell you oh my god no don't tell me don't tell anyone okay. no one wants to know <laughs> okay well it basically it depends it depends what you pay for um yeah, exactly and also I don't think it's I don't think it's legal but I've seen it before but like I've heard of people who will um get their pet cremated and then their ashes mixed with tattoo ink oh and then someone will get like a tattoo like with their dog's ashes is that safe do we know that like you wouldn't get an infection from that i, I think that's why it's not like particularly like super legal everywhere is because i don't know the science of that or yeah, how that would, that how that would work out yeah I, I mean would i still do it maybe probably I think you mm -hmm. should, and then we can see how that goes for you. I mean, ideally, I would just become part my dog, and then we just, you know, and then she can be like a little ghost that just pops up on my shoulder and just... That's the dream, really. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this movie opens on this graveyard, a pretty spooky-ass graveyard that the, yeah. the children put together because this road and these trucks like i mean it's kind of it's comical it's comical fucking... like i feel like the police would get involved after so many like animal deaths and like persons. people deaths like people deaths like people are dying like you you should have a cop on that fucking route i was waiting for the story you know like when judd's talking about bill blakerman and his son hmm. you know and he was like yeah he died you know at the at the back end of world war ii and it was like Oh, you know, by one of the Germans. And he's like, no, a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking truck hit him. <laughs> because how often does this happen? And how small of a town is this that you have to be creeping into at least five to 10% of all deaths in this town are truck related? And we're not even counting the animals. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and when you see the trucks, they're just like comically, like you'll see them, they'll just stop on their fucking gas yeah. pedals and just go as fast as they humanly can it's 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 funny i mean it it seems like you know they're just moving into this house obviously you know they're they're moving in like when you were shopping for houses did you not notice that there were these giant trucks coming by really fast like every five minutes you have a pet who's an indoor outdoor cat and you have two small children, one that's too young to realize how dangerous the road is. The other one's old enough to know better, but like that seems never, I wouldn't even buy a house with a pool. If I had a toddler that age, I'd be like, 
fuck around and find out no thank you absolutely not that's fair my dog is well i have two dogs and one of them is 10 years old and she still just it feels just compelled to only walk in the street when there's cars coming <laughs> like that's the like she'll pull towards me and maybe i don't know maybe it's a sad like what does that say but oh god <laughs> i know it's living worry. with you for 10 years <laughs> i know she's she's sitting right here with me for this episode i love you lily um and i would spoiler alert i would absolutely <laughs> put her in the her pet back. cemetery Oh, absolutely. Now, y'all, I have two dogs. Um, so I want to be very clear. Um, one of my dogs, absolutely, in a heartbeat, I would bring her back. The other one, I don't think so. Probably not, because she's already a bit much. And <laughs> she's already pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, she's already, yeah, I, I'm good. Um, <laughs> She'd eat your face for sure as a zombie dog. Right. So the family arrives to this house. And, and that's the other thing, too, is, well, clearly seems to make sense like i mean it's pretty established that this guy does not think things through lewis and demonstrated by the fact that i mean i guess it's the eight it's the late 80s basically 1990 we're still in a time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where dudes will just go out and just buy a house and a wife just sees it for the first time just when she shows <laughs> up or when it's already purchased like he's yeah. like what do you think and she's like well I love it, which is great, but all, you know, glad, glad she likes it, but also at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty wild. I, okay. One thing that I noticed about this movie right away, and I have not, I hadn't really thought about it until this watch, like for this, it's very gendered, like the statements that Judd says like about a man and his blood being like a different type of soil and all those things like metaphors 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 whatever what the fuck but like just the way that like he presents information to his family like it's this very old-fashioned like you're the strength of the family you're the decision maker wives and women can't handle stress or you know and anything like that so I enjoyed that part, especially because Lewis is so fucking stupid and just makes really bad decisions the whole time. Um, and this guy's supposed to be a doctor. Like we have so many dumb doctors that, you know, are coming up in the 80s specifically. Um, so yeah, I like the uh, the gender dynamic uh, for this this movie. And, you know, whenever the wife travels, the kids are coming with. Like, you know, God forbid that fucking man is left in that house with two children. Like he couldn't even handle it when his wife was there. That kid's running out on the road. So um He's supposed to watch a cat for all of two seconds and look what happened. The cat dies immediately. <laughs> the cat does die immediately. Like I okay, so I would never judge anyone's choices. Like it's totally your choice if you want to have an indoor outdoor cat or if you want to have your cats just indoors. I personally have my cats indoors because I have a busy fucking road out in front of my house. Like it's a bit, there's a freeway exit, like literally just, you know, right around the corner. And then a four-way stop that I've heard so many cars smash into each other time and time again, that I'm like, I'm not letting my cats outside. So if you saw those trucks going by and your neighbor literally told you, hey, so many pets die here that we've made this fucking fucked up creepy cemetery and the children are all sad, I'd, I'd keep my cat inside. Maybe that's just me being too cautious. 100% agree with you. And I'll actually go a step farther saying that if you have an outdoor cat, 
fuck the fuck off. What are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> Absolutely stop it. Oh, I first love of that all, you went you went hard on this. Tell me why. Well, first of all, well, one, in the context of this movie, if you had an indoor cat, none of this, none would, of this would have happened. Be an issue. None yep. of it. None of it. Could have avoided the whole mess. The second thing is that outdoor cats are particularly harmful to an environment, especially when you're by a forested area like this, because all you've done is you've just introduced a new predator into this Mm -hmm. area, right? And that's generally what happens is a lot of birds. um, I mean, people don't seem to care as much about the mice or the rats or whatever, but it's like Mm -hmm. birds and other animals will start dying in the area and all the uh, native, I mean, granted, we've already moved in and ruined a lot of, you know, creatures, fucking, you know, yeah. living spaces. Yeah, but that. do not, do not have a cat outside. That is my public service announcement. I put it down in my notes, underlined it three times. Do not can't leave your cats indoors, dude. Like, what the fuck? Lo- and you know what? Like, my cats are very happy indoors. Like, we don't live in a big house, but they fucking love being indoors. And like, the few times that, like, you know, Phil leaves the door open and my my orange cat quasi he's adorable and perfect um when he walks outside he immediately gets stressed he's like whoa I should not be here and starts like wailing and meowing like someone bring me back inside like he's so overwhelmed by it because they don't like change but I know like a lot of people are into having their cats outside yeah it, it just makes me just out of the selfishness of not wanting to have to bury my fucking cat like if you know anybody that has an outdoor cat, you, you know, start by politely telling them you need to the cut that off. out. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually really bad. And you will have no idea, like just the, the carnage that you're inflicting in the area by having an outdoor yeah. cat. And um, also to be fair in the, uh, the increased chance of, of course, the cat getting hit by a truck or um, more likely probably chased and eaten by a coyote or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that um, happens a lot. Um, but if my cats were hit by a truck and I had a pet cemetery ready, like readily available, I absolutely would have zombie cats. Like no questions asked. I I would, I would bury them in the pet cemetery for sure. I love your poor pup, Walter. How old's Walt now? Oh, Walter's going to be 16 in two months. His birthday is April Fool's Day. Walter looks like he already made a trip through the pet cemetery he, a little bit. He looks fucking dead, him. y'all. He he has like that glassy, like opalescent eyes now because he can't see. He Cataracts. can't hear. He can barely even smell, I think. So we we love Walter. Um, he does really nothing but sleep. Honestly, Walter's lived so long, I would not put him in the pet cemetery because I'd be like, dude, you've paid your dues. Like You've been through it. You've had a full life. Uh, oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, um, he's the greatest. So we have our neighbor across the street, Judd, played by our industry legend, uh, Fred Gwynn, mm-hmm. um, and whatever the fuck he's got going on. And we also introduce Missy. Um, what's Missy's deal again? I'm so sad that you asked me that because I have the same question written down. Is she the nanny? I guess she's just the help. Did you see her do anything productive? Well, she brought in some clean laundry once and then just said cryptic shit all the time. Yeah. And then killed herself. I don't understand her role in this movie. And I don't like, was her suicide like prompted by like the negative creepy energy of the pet cemetery? Or like, 
was that just completely unrelated? Like, I don't, maybe that was the thing that's in the book that was sold short in the movie and we would have learned more about her. Yeah. I mean, Stephen King's pretty good for his um, random asides that have nothing to do with the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Like this whole situation with Rachel and Zelda, like what the fuck, that whole oh thing. God, I've got, so I've got a lot to say about, so much that. To say about that. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Right. So this, so they find this pet cemetery and this is again oh my god like first of all like why did this pet cemetery? hey you know what good on all these kids these random kids that you never see that 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 put this together yeah um i mean i would have said like let's you know if i was like a parent i'd be like look here let me help you paint a sign that doesn't look as terrifying and ominous <laughs> and spelled um, correctly and then also if i was like the parent of these children i'd be like did you all like decide to make this weird design and this <laughs> circle situation like I don't like kids being be left worried. to their own devices like that. I'd be worried about the children. I'd be very worried about these children. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they were all also hit by trucks and pet cemeteried. <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, what I, I really like um, Judd bringing this family like down the trail to this pet cemetery and like taking on this like grandfather role of explaining death to these children which is hilarious to me because the mom has such strong feelings about children not knowing that death exists but she's just like you know what sure let's go on a tour to this pet cemetery and that feels again like very gendered that like the men are just like we're doing this and you know this random fucking neighbor is talking about death to the kids but in judd's defense I'm more on his side where it's like, you don't need to get deep with death. And like, this is a hot parenting take and I'm going to have a few. Um, I talk to my son about death. He knows that Walter's at the end of his life and it makes him treat him nicer. Like, I'm like, he's in his twilight years. Like, be kind to him. Give him your fucking table, you know, your little chicken scraps if you can. Like, let him live his life. He'll, he's, he's doing great. Like, and my family is very much that way. Like we're kind of morbid. Mm-hmm. We talk about writing wills. We talk about life insurance. We talk about all of those things. So when she's like not even willing to acknowledge that there's a chance that yes, if you put your cat on an operating table, it could die. She's like, you better promise that cat's going to be okay. Whoa, never promise. Never promise anything like that. You can't yeah. control life and death. So um. I really enjoy just the neighbor just taking on this really important role, but um, I I think it's important to talk to children about death. And if you don't, they're going to be more sad when their fucking goldfish dies and you have to explain it in the moment. So prep them. Yeah. Don't shilly shally. Give the girl a promise. <laughs> yeah. What is shilly shally? I wrote I've that down n- too. <laughs> never heard of that. And I'm like, don't, don't, don't promise that child we don't fucking know what the fuck do you love the tension though of him going up to her and being like if anything happens to this fucking cat you're gonna explain it to her i was like yeah she fucking is 100 (laughs) percent. and that's where i was just like no he's being a reasonable doctor he's like no dude i don't tell patients 100 percent promise anything because fuck if i fucking know bro like jesus christ and um and you get, you know, they're in, you know, they, they did the right thing. They go neuter that cat. Yeah. You know, spay and neuter your pets, everybody. That's my second yeah. PSA. And uh, yeah. Church is so cute. I feel so bad for everything that happens to him. He's got like a cute little fat face. I love church. 
I love those like I love black cats. I like grayish black cats. I'm gonna shout out uh, you know, my friend Hal had a great cat named Flower. She was great. Aww. Shout out my friend, shout out my friend Chase. He had a fucking legendary cat named Cinder. Yeah, Cinder. Um, Legend. So I I love me a good black cat. So um and also take a pause here. Um, I've just given up on the fact that I try to avoid uh animal deaths because here we are just now. <laughs> in a movie that just opens with just animal carcasses or was buried once you know but um i was waiting for you to uh to address that <laughs> i know whatever i know and here i am you're just like oh what do you want to do at the end what do you want to do to uh close out february and i was like oh let's just do pet cemetery and you're like okay bro you just volunteer that on your own yet you keep yeah i know so i'm aware whatever <laughs> but oh that's good so hey shout out to church um, I like yeah. the name Church just on its own. I mean, we're sure for Winston Churchill. That's yeah. a little weird, whatever. But I just like the name Church. Yeah. Now we introduce our other character. Um, what's his name? Victor, the student who mm-hmm. is never alive when you see him, technically. <laughs> um, he sure isn't. Again, gets hit by a fucking truck. A student at <laughs> like this jogging, university. Like jogging, right? He was jogging. I- yeah and i'm like there is there are just so many truck deaths in this movie it doesn't make sense that that, that would be an an epidemic in this town and if enough things were killed by trucks like that what i love about um victor's death is that head wound yeah looks so good like it is really intense to look at um and I don't know who thought he was going to survive that. Like I saw that big chunk of his head missing and I was like, oh, Victor, it's not looking good for you. Uh, Lewis didn't even try. He just looked. He, was just he like, just sat there and was like, fuck. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> let me think about this. And then he just starts fucking spitting blood on him, you know, coming back alive and, you know, says some wild cryptic shit. Um, yeah, why? So that that's on my list of questions. Why do we think that he already had like cryptic things to say like is it just the energy like of him like being near death that like he's like closer to this connection of the pet cemetery like what is it that makes him this like defining ghost guide if you will i mean at least it was just he just explained it away saying like you know hey you tried to help me so now in the afterlife, I'm going to try and help you to which I'm like, okay, okay, that, that makes sense. I'm like, that's telling though, if that's a thing that exists. And if you're a doctor, like, shouldn't you be, vi- be at least visited by, unless you people. either you save, have saved everybody. So it's not a big deal. And this is the first person that you couldn't save. Cause uh-huh. I mean, his head smashed him. What the fuck are you going to oh, do? Right. Yeah. And they're like, doctor, doctor, you got to see him. It's like, first of all, like, I'm not like a trauma surgeon. And two, like that kid's fucked like y'all yeah, shouldn't be tu- y'all shouldn't be touching him y'all yeah, you like, shouldn't brains be carrying and shit him just let him yeah. die in peace i know um, right okay that that actually makes a lot of sense that that feels pretty good yeah and you know he's 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 pretty clear he's just like hey bro there's gonna be hey there, there's gonna be a spot that's beyond that pet cemetery that you should not go to so don't please don't do that and well, here's yeah. here's my thing if you're gonna be a ghost that can very clearly communicate this isn't a situation where he's just like writing one word on the wall and you have to fucking like wordle that shit out and figure out you know like 
what's the message? No, he can very clearly speak sentences. Instead yeah. of like warning him about the pet cemetery, how about we say, watch your fucking kid. Don't let him run in the road. Crisis averted. Watch your kid. Come on. Yeah, like literally between his cat like and the yelling. student, two truck two truck deaths have happened since he moved there. Yet he's not going to at least just put a fence. Like I get it. Hey, man, you know, it's you need to take it up with, you know, the town or whatever municipality situation it is. Not your wife, know. though. I don't <laughs> She'll know if deal you've with got it. like you know, a mayor council or a council manager situation. I don't know how you need to take that up um, to get like at least some like a speed bump on this fucking yeah. streets. I mean, oh yeah, I speed bump. That'd be good. Stop what's, sign. What Stop stops light? people? F- yeah. What's yeah? What stops people from you know like putting up those signs that say like you know kids at play or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you know? Yeah, you can put but, those anywhere. So, or put up a fence. Like, there's a lot of things you could have been doing anyway mm-hmm. to really thwart a lot of this from getting much worse. Like, again, yeah. sometimes cat can die. Yeah, that sucks, you know. But um, even still, y'all should have done better by keeping that poor cat Definitely. inside. So, <laughs> so no, yeah, this dude is not. Yeah, he is especially helpful and honestly, especially sassy, uh, Victor, when he's popping up in Love like, people's dreams and shit. And then he makes it like very clear. He's like, hey, bro, I'm going to take you to the cemetery and I'm going to point over there. I'm going to say like, bro, don't, don't go there. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Don't do yeah. this, please. Um, and like really doing a lot more work than your standard ghost should be doing for a random person. You know what I mean? Yeah, he might, he might be my favorite character in Maybe the story. Me too. Just based off of like, he visits everybody like he's with lewis he's with rachel he's obviously in ellie's dream the only one he doesn't visit is gage and at that point i'm like if you would have stood at the edge of the road maybe that kid wouldn't be running towards you like i'd be like oh god that head wound no thank you a little too gooey for me and i'm a toddler so no thank you (laughs) um and i didn't realize how much i appreciate just how much of a simple transition can can be where you're like oh we're into Thanksgiving now. We took down the Thanksgiving thing in the window, or sorry, yeah. Halloween thing in the window, and put up a Thanksgiving thing, and we're good. So the only reason um, this guy is not going to Thanksgiving dinner is because the parents don't like him, or the, the father-in-law and mother-in-law, father-in-law particularly, don't like him, mm-hmm. and that's it. He doesn't have to go. He just gets out scot-free. That's, that's fucking great. Bullshit. That, yeah, yeah. That, like, it's great, but like it's total bullshit. Like, oh, it's great for him, but fucking fucked up for her yeah, and the family. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess, but also like her, like being like, she's like, oh, it doesn't feel right. Like it's Thanksgiving. Obviously, she wants you to come. You need to take one for the team. And so do the fucking parents. Like, these are the, this is the father of your grandchildren. Like, accept it move on and be as cordial as you can like you don't even have to talk maybe yeah she's got to carry uh she's got to carry the brunt just because fucking two men can't get over their fucking bullshit yeah exactly look at that now 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 everyone's thanksgiving is ruined awesome yeah. thanks maybe except for lewis's because i'll be honest with you i oh that would be so good to just stay I, home by yourself i love spending holidays alone there was a yeah. segment where i was quite a lot not in a not in a depressing way don't 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 worry for me everybody. <laughs> when you said that a, it did sound a little depressing <laughs> yeah don't worry y'all I'm, I'm fine i'm good but i i 
loved it. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I just no feel pressure. like, yeah, I feel like the world's quiet and everyone's just doing their own fucking thing. And mm-hmm. I just get to just be alone. I do, I do cherish my times where I get to be absolutely just in solitude. So, oh, yeah. you know, I was, I was hearing, I was hearing it. Now, the thing is, if I'm charged with keeping an eye on some pets, I'm going to do that. But like you said earlier, literally immediately like literally it's like the day they left and then uh, it's not even like the late afternoon yet (laughs) no like judd called and like they probably even made it through like security yet and you know to the gate well actually i don't even know if there was security at this point it's 1989 it's all pre-9-11 no no they just they just walked right through the door and went on the plane yeah so (laughs) and judd calls and says uh pretty sure you can't pretty sure you catch your fucking dead and then you know of course lewis <laughs> comes out like and he's like cat. and he's like oh uh, yeah that's that's absolutely my cat whoops and then judd now granted now all this falls on lewis because lewis again kind of like uh fuck what's his name in reanimator not herbert but oh the other um, guy dan dan like dan you know lewis y'all mm-hmm. like I felt like it was even after the fact. And well, first of all, fuck Judd. Fuck Judd. Because yeah, he's he doesn't even like let Lewis stew on this for a minute of like Does he even he doesn't even really explain the situation. He's just like, come on, come with me. Oh, he doesn't right? explain what's happened until the cats come back already. Yeah. And I'm... so he's but then lewis i'm like why are you going that fucking far as soon as soon as i had to like climb on top of like a boulder and pull myself up i feel like he's gonna murder me yeah i'd be like no dude i'm just gonna tell my kid like the kid i'm just gonna tell her the fucking truth like who cares like you know we'll work through it they're in maine okay which is which is where like almost all of stephen king's stories take place by the way is he from maine um we lived there for for quite a quite a long time based a lot of stories there okay so my question is because i really know very little about maine like they go through quite the assortment of geographic landscape to get to this like burial ground is is that is that maine is like because we went from like a giant plain of a field where the houses are to a forest to a rocky mountain area to like a cleared out dirt area what what am i looking at here maine Thanks, Google. <laughs> are you looking up maine <laughs> yeah maine has varied geographic features from its coast to its lakes to its mountains and streams which we've seen all of these things it has 73 okay. rivers longer yeah. than 20 miles and countless other rivers and streams uh more than 700 mountains reach over a thousand feet okay. or higher okay so i know so yeah i mean maybe you just get a little bit of get a little, a little bit, bit of everything, everything. yeah kind of california style okay i just i i had to ask because that, that <laughs> it was quite a journey wouldn't you think though okay low-key i think i would think he was going to murder me in the woods like us getting that far out Hundred percent. You don't know this guy that well. Yeah, dude. Nobody takes me into the woods without telling me what's going on, <laughs> unless they're trying to murder me, and that's something I, you should all stick to as well. 
Yeah, but and also, even if you do tell me what's going to go on in the woods, I probably still don't want to be there, especially with like no supplies. They had no food, no snacks, no water, um, not a tent. I don't know. Yeah, Judd's fine. He's like, I brought my cigarettes. I'm good. He's, yeah, he's in his fucking 70s, just smoking cigarettes, climbing mountains and shit. Like, get it, Judd. Like, in his fucking overalls. Pretty, pretty legendary. <laughs> he's like i'm like seven feet tall i can just just real quick just pop right on top of this rock <laughs> he died like three years after this movie came out so maybe probably it's he from was... that trek probably i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna look but we'll see rest in peace fred Gwynn. we love I you pal know, we love him he, yeah so none of this is explained when he's like just bury the cat mm-hmm. and they come back and the cat comes back and hey you know what um spooky undead reanimated cat technology has gone a long way <laughs> between 1985 oh, yeah. reanimator again and 1989 this movie um just it looks good it looks really good what a sweet little cat and then i no. nobody seemed to really be put off by like just really like the glowing green eyes very intense it's very like goosebumps i feel like i would be very intrigued by that as someone who loves spooky things and cats. I'd be like, Ooh, is this an evil cat? Um, but yeah, Love like cats no- with green eyes. Yeah. But like knowing that that's my pet and it never had that feature before of glowing eyes, I, I would be a little concerned. Yeah. A little concerned. And then of course, uh, you know, Judd's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Came back pretty cool huh and then of course you know lewis is trying to like figure it out like as far as like oh well no i must have buried it alive that must have been what happened yeah the logic gets to him that same shit that dan from reanimator pulled he was like nah maybe it wasn't dead yeah it's just got its head stuck in a jar that happens all the time (laughs) don't tell me he died this time because he gets his head stuck in a jar all the fucking time always rooting through the trash so get the fuck out of here herbert um but so Judd tells him the story of like, and then we see Scotty's grave in the beginning of the movie. Mm. That's the name of his dog. He was a good fellow, such a good fellow. I Aww. love that. That's yeah. how I would honor my dogs too. Such good fellows. And, um, but even when he tells the story and he doesn't give up everything because he doesn't talk about the dude that was brought back, but he was like, yeah. oh yeah, it crushed me when my dog died. So I buried it there you know, at this area beyond the pet cemetery, which I'm like, first of all, it isn't like just beyond the pet cemetery. Like no. you need to go, you need to like do a whole day situation to fucking get yeah. there. So, <laughs> just beyond all... is not as like, if you said something was just beyond the pet cemetery, I'd be like, oh good. We don't need snacks or a fucking full on picnic. That was a picnic situation. They did a full ass hike. We needed a picnic. Well, and that's why I'm like, Victor, like, why even bring it up, dude? What were the, like, I mean, unless there was some evil fucking shit at play, right? You know, and mm-hmm. also it wasn't for fucking Judd. Um, I'd be like, it's not like, uh, you know, oh, hey, don't go to this corner of this, the property. Cause there's a, you know, I don't know. 
there the, the soil's a little bad you'll sink you'll sink and get your boots muddy you have to go like way out of your way and i would have never had any idea that this place fucking existed unless you fucking came to me mm-hmm. like a fucking ghost and don't get me wrong judd's yeah. not off the hook either because fuck them both y'all had to go mm-hmm. a fucking long way to bring me out here so like let's not pretend i just don't think ultimately victor was that helpful um well, i agree and when Judd tells the story about his dead dog, he clearly saw the consequences of bringing right. back the zombie dog. Like the dog, he was vicious. And he said that he, like, he said something about like the dog, like dying, resting. So I'm assuming like they like actually like put him down. Um, But that would be a perfect example of why not to do that. Like if you're so worried about Ellie, do you really want her to be with this fucking feral zombie cat? Like, that's not going to be a good situation. It's better to let the poor girl grieve about her dead cat. So what I'm wondering, because throughout this whole movie, you know, you see a lot of, like, weird spooky things happening, different visions and stuff. I feel like the pet cemetery has an effect on the things that are close by it. And I feel like it almost is, like, making Judd a little like kooky like because he's so close to it so even though he knows the consequence of it he's like drawn to it and like drawn to almost like feeding its energy because once the cat is buried there and comes back to life that ghost gets way more prominent and isn't just visiting people in dreams now he's like following them around making suggestions at the rental car place so like, oh yeah oh he's sitting he's he's sitting like fucking you know an economy plus on the air yeah he's on the like airplane. smiling he's like yes please i'll take some crackers thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> a soda water please um no kidding so, like i feel like there's this and again like I haven't read the book so i feel like you know i probably never will honestly um not a reader but I like this idea of the pet cemetery kind of making people be off. And the more they interact with it, the more they like are hungry for it. And like, it, I don't know, just something about the draw of it. Cause it just seems so weird that he would do that after knowing what happened to the dog. Logic would tell you not to do it again. Well, and of course, and then after, you know, you know, Lewis's toddler dies, you know, that's when, you know, Judd's like, I think I'm, I think this is kind of my fault too. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit, you know, maybe yeah, I shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have pulled you all to that fucking place. Maybe it's like, now he wasn't talking about how he was compelled, but I definitely know what you mean. I think that there is that power at play that, you know, draws people in, but then I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, something i do have to address while we're still at this part of the movie that i never Mm -hmm. realized before if you watch it again play play pay close attention to judd's wallpaper in his kitchen it's so good his the wallpaper in his kitchen and then the wallpaper in like the dining area it's so 80s it's like giant floral prints and like fruit like on there and like green tile love it five out of five stars for judd's decorating i love a good wallpaper it's not this isn't vogue anymore but yeah no it's it you know it but i i love to see it on screen at least so this cat's back 
and just you know and honestly like you know other than bad. other than smelling a little bit like not doing anything really outside the behaviors of a normal cat now yeah. first of all if you're a medical doctor and you get scratched that bad from a cat you need to go fucking get checked out it's especially if the things especially right if the away. things fucking feral or undead but i mean like when he's in the bathtub and the cat just drops a mouse in there i'm like that's kind of normal that's normal outdoor cat shit like they will just fuck with a bird or kill a mouse and just bring it to you and just drop it out in front and say hey here you go because and my understanding is that cats think that you the adult are a you are a giant stupid fucking cat who can't Mm -hmm. hunt yeah so here you go idiot they're like Here's this is what it. it looks like get at yeah. it yeah i can't be the only one pulling the weight around here so the family's back and <laughs> yeah sure their family's back from the thanksgiving vacation and everyone's uh like oh yeah uh yeah that cat smells a little weird this isn't good <laughs> no one likes this one bit what's well, like, going couldn't on give here the cat a bath wouldn't you think to bathe that cat before your daughter uh, is going to be sleeping with it do you do you bathe your cats no, but if they died and came back, I probably fucking would. They bathe Dang. themselves. They smell beautiful. Um, well, they do. I'm just thinking, how hard is it to like bathe a cat? And that's okay. Be hard. So there's two things you can do. One, okay. you can take them to the groomer, which the mom was like, "That's very expensive." I'm like, "Your husband's a fucking doctor. He can afford to get the cat groomed." The second thing you can do, which is the funnier option, is they have bags that you put your cat in. So you just have their head out and their whole body is like trapped so they can't claw you. And then, but it's like the water and soap goes through it. It's wild. I have never, I would never use that on my cat. They don't need to be bathed. They are self-cleaning. Like they're so clean for, you know, for cats, but like. I, I wouldn't be able to do that, but I mean, he could have given that cat a fucking bath or brought it to the groomer. Like you had time to resurrect it from the dead, but you couldn't give it a bath. Yeah. Like hose it off or something. Like just do what you yeah. can. I don't know. And the other fun thing too, is that as soon as he sees his daughter, she's like, daddy, I had a dream that you and Judd buried the cat at the pets or that church died and you buried the cat at the pet cemetery. He handles that shit so fucking smooth doesn't even like get a red face he's just like oh that's a silly dream isn't it i would be fucking shook i'd be like fuck bill knows that the cat died you're like where the fuck are you who the fuck are you (laughs) yeah like what i love that so much how good he is at just like lying bold face to her oh my gosh i'm sorry y'all and i should have done more research Annie just kills herself and she just might be just, yeah, just fucking just bummed out by the negative demon powers that are kind of going on through the place. But, um, and I don't really understand her whole personal situation, so I don't know, but yeah, we, we, we lose Missy here. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but it's a well-attended funeral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of people cared about Missy, right? Yeah. A, a well-attended funeral over, uh, overseen by just a fucking, uh, what's the word? Um, when you just stick out more than like a fucking sore thumb. Um, Stephen King. Oh, he's there. <laughs> oh my God. He is like such, he has such a, like, it's something like his like bone structure in his face. Interesting face. 
Um, but that's him. I, he's he's giving the the, the oh, funeral he's, he's sermon like or whatever. Giving the eulogy. Yeah. Oh shit! I did not even. Oh I wasn't gosh. looking at him. I was looking at everyone <laughs> else at the funeral. Oh my gosh. Okay, we'll I'll have to go back and look at that. No, I think they get like I forget exactly what happens in between here. I'm sorry, but we do get to a point shortly after where, um, you know, the kid is now thinking about death a lot, Ellie, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like, well, you know, the cat's gonna die mm-hmm. soon, eventually, like in this and this and this, and you know, and the dad's trying to kind of be you know being as reassuring as he can be given that he knows the cat's already dead and is now He's like, come don't back. worry i got that covered <laughs> yeah right the so best insurance policy ever and then this very much uh upsets um rachel who's listening in from the kitchen who honestly needs to calm the fuck down i mean i don't know but then you hear this fucking story so the story she shares right which i'm glad that she tells lewis her husband at some point that's good but the absolute next person that she needs to tell this story to is a therapist um she should have already told it to the therapist even before him honestly oh yes of course yes but jesus told it to child protective services yeah so this is this whole fucking side story about Rachel's sister Zelda um who I mean I looked like tried to look online and allegedly like the sister's supposed to be 10 when she dies but it's that is a by... grown ass man y'all that <laughs> is a grown, grown fucking man ass Iggy Pop looking man <laughs> who is and also y'all that is <laughs> it's just straight offensive and ableist <laughs> like this whole thing because now yes spinal meningitis can be just absolutely just awful you know mm-hmm. um now i don't think it turns you into a ghoulish demon i don't like think this. it does either like i don't know much about it there's no way that it could do that but i mean perhaps if it was very severe and untreated like, it seems like they just fucking locked her in a room and didn't take her to the doctor. So this is, and then, and then you're just supposed to like roll with this, these, these parents for the rest of the movie. They're still around and nobody brings up to them. Wow. That awful, awful thing you did to your firstborn child. I know. You know, what's funny that you say that I kind of like separated the story from like the parents just existing alongside right like yeah because you're like the audacity of that dad beating the shit out of lewis at his child's funeral is already like i'm skipping ahead here but like yeah you've done some fucking wrong in your life too sir like you need to you need to take it take it back like reel it in I think what I love most, well, one, I don't know the name of the actress that plays Rachel, but her acting in this scene is rough. Like, it's pretty rough. She's not selling it to me at all. But also, I love that after she tells the story, Lewis says something along the lines of, if I ever needed another reason to hate your mother and father, like, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, who says that? Yeah, I like how he's just using this traumatic story to fuel 
his grudge and also like and at the end of the movie or like towards the end of the movie when they're like going back to boston or he's, he's staying behind the mom and ellie are going to boston you know with grandparents and this and this and this and then they kind of make amends lewis and the father-in-law mm-hmm. being like hey you know i was a little harsh and this and this and this and i'm just like I don't know. Like now this is, this whole thing is even worse than before. Cause now I've got this new knowledge about you. Traumatizing just, my wife. And, and leaving your firstborn to die. Like that's pretty yeah. Jesus Christ. And so they get off pretty easy, both <laughs> very easy. <laughs> yeah. Given yeah, what they did. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So <laughs> where were we with this? Um, Oh, geez. Well, I think, well, I mean, we're actually not far off from there because we do pop over to Gage's death, mm-hmm. essentially, after mm-hmm. some time passes. What and... do you think about how this played out? Oh, the whole thing was hilarious because you knew from <laughs> like the beginning, this is exactly what's going to happen because it starts off super soon, you know, and then, you know, they, um, you know, start playing the Ramon song. <laughs> this truck driver's like, oh, I'm going to just keep doing my truck thing here. I'm going to start just going faster and faster and faster and faster. And this whole just, yeah comical situation it's just not subtle that this that one of those kids is going to get hit by a truck like they talk they show these trucks so it's the first thing that you see after that whole montage like intro with the pet cemetery the first thing you see is one of those big ass trucks and honestly they're all red did they just use the same shot of of that truck like going by <laughs> it's the same truck and the same driver just going in circles <laughs> around this fucking town. He's just mad from the pet cemetery. <laughs> so yeah, like it's not subtle that like somebody is gonna get hit by this truck. And of course, it has to be Gage. I feel like this was probably very, very scary for people in 1989. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't watch this movie because of like a child death and the bloody shoe is so good it's so good but then of course then it has this like you know and then it cuts to like the you know the still shots of like the photographs of him as like a baby yeah and then the first and, I, and it was, I was very like, like made for tv oh yeah it was so bad um so that's why i was just like none of this feels serious to me and of course no. you know, he does the no <laughs> you know the camp. yeah it's it's great and you know like i Hey, this movie goes hard for that. I like that. Even yeah, though hard. the, I mean, okay. I've only seen, I've seen, you know, X amount of truck deaths. I remember telling you, I think my favorite truck death is probably um, Bride of Chucky. Mm. And that guy just explodes Love into that. pieces. So, yeah. and then I was thinking it was going to be the same thing with Gage. You see, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that wasn't a shoe. I'm pretty sure there was a foot in that shoe. There was not a foot in the shoe. You are wild for that. That had some weight to it. And it, there <laughs> would be a foot in that shoe if that was a situation. But either way, when Gage does come back, he looks good. He has, for, like, one little scar one, on his just forehead. Just a little, uh, like, a little like, dirt a on his surgeon? cheek. Yeah, before you, uh, before you came back. Yeah, but no, I thought this was a... I mean, this, I mean, of course, this is the part I always remember. And this is the part that I think a lot of people will always remember is just like, you know, him chasing the kite and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, honestly, between like this movie and then like my girl and there was some other movie that did have the kid that I think was in hook. 
where he gets like murdered by like the neighbor or something there was a lot of stranger danger in the 90s y'all mm-hmm, um so mm-hmm. it was some made for tv movie about yeah. it but there were a lot of child death situations in this, yeah. in this time i don't know what did you think um okay i have to think number one like they're having their cute little picnic lunch situation they moved pretty far back away from the road and yeah. now listen i don't give a shit about flying kites so i'm gonna start with that like but what i do know about what i do know about kite flying okay tell me is nothing so let's start there it's nothing but i would assume that you can't just choose what direction you want to fly your kite in like you've got to follow the wind right yeah okay so if the wind is drawing you towards you guys can't see like people listening cannot see the hand gestures that i am giving for this kite um she's doing great don't worry everybody (laughs) it it's drawing you towards the road. So maybe flying a kite that day isn't the best decision. And if you're going to fly the kite and you know the wind is going in that direction, go behind the picnic table. You could still go further away from the road and still acknowledge the wind and the direction that it's moving in. So that's my first bone to pick. Fuck flying a kite. Second is... Why is this neighbor even at this picnic lunch? He is just hanging out with them all the live long day. Again, like grandpa vibes. Lonely. I know, but like, get the fuck out of my house. And then the final, final thing. And I know that this happens in real life and it's very sad and unfortunate when it does. And no one's perfect. When you lose a kite, (laughs) you lose a a good kite. When you lose a good kite. Yeah. Like my son when he was that age, hung out at a park nearby my house and it has a road next to it that it doesn't have giant trucks going at the speed of fucking light. And I still would not let him get anywhere near the road. My eyes were on him like a fucking hawk. So boo on them. Two parents not able to keep eyes on this child. Three adults And then the buffoonery of the dad running and tripping also she's like get that baby get that baby bitch you better fucking run for your kid you better fucking sweat sprint like you're in the fucking olympics my ass would have been i would have cleared lewis times two i would have been running so fast she didn't even move shock whatever i can't i can't take this scene it is so disappointing that it's funny like it's very funny when he trips that shit's hilarious that's all i got I <laughs> i'm not a parent i get it i get it i would just say i'd be like a fucking gazelle i've seen people do yeah. some superhuman shit that the body just can't do when yeah. you are just in that mode where you're just fucking mama bear right it's coming primal. after that fucking thing yeah so i would say you yeah so when he trips like a fucking asshole. <laughs> Stupid ass. Stupid ass. I would ass never idiot. forgive him. I'd be like, you fucking moron. I can't believe you tripped. And that is the reason why our son is dead. Also, we weren't watching him at all. Oh, um, yeah. I or would be like, I, for that matter. 
I'd walk him out to that spot every single day to show him the spot he fucking tripped on and be like, isn't that fucking hard? You dumb fucking asshole. You're an adult man with an adult man stride. You can, how did, you can do how did that dirt taste? You dumb fuck. <laughs> Just... How's that man soil now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that whole thing. No, I don't know. I don't think my heart has especially hard soil. I'm not sure. I haven't dug around and tried but <laughs> i don't know what that whole fucking thing was no. um so, <laughs> you're right you know so you do mention so you do mention uh the funeral right where it gets a little gets a little testy I, um i would have beat the shit out of my father-in-law honestly like even for rachel like i would have been like dad you need to get the fuck out of here like yeah. how dare he be that disrespectful during anyone's funeral like yeah. let alone like your grandson like you need to take that shit outside and and take take a deep breath and count to 10 you know that's totally inappropriate and um the audacity of whoever that fucking guy was at the funeral telling lewis to calm down i was yeah. like i'm sorry were you watching the same scene that we were yeah is your is your son's face splattered all over the fucking road like jesus yeah. that's why i'm like yeah. there, there would be no way that he, he would have exploded that's why there had to be a, there had to be a foot in that shoe i mean he still had the foot coming back that's true well he looked much better than he should have because everybody else that comes back looks pretty fucked up yeah that's true. so um <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So we get to the point where we go to, um, you know, they're like, Hey, we're heading back to Chicago. Rachel and Ellie leave. Lewis stays behind. Um, and of course you've got Judd who's like, Hey, you remember when I said we never buried a human <laughs> back there? I because now, info. Yeah. Cause all of a sudden Judd wants to like be helpful now and now feel like a little mm -hmm. bit of guilt. Right. So he's, <laughs> <laughs> I know he talks about the story about like, yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah. And it was really bad. So it's not even like, just like reanimator, right? Um, yeah. It's not like there's ever been a situation where this has worked. No. Where someone comes back and is like, total, not even just like, not even just like not, not even normal, close. but everyone comes back angry and violent <laughs> and just foamy around the mouth. Yeah. And it just like reanimator up until the very end of this fucking movie lewis is like well maybe it'll work this time maybe the maybe it's because of this and i'm going to change it and it's just going to work perfectly this time i'm ready to i'm going to get some 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 juice out of this lemon believe me now i'm thinking about it and i can't even think of one movie or television show where someone has been resurrected and it went well can you think of one? It always is a shit show. I don't know why it was the first thing I thought of was what was that made for TV movie with Amy Joe Johnson, you know, from the Power Rangers? I know her. Yeah, she, I know her, but she's like a like a 50s like teenager and she like comes back as a ghost, maybe. I don't think they resurrected her though in a weird way. What movie am I thinking of? Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I don't know what over. movie you're thinking of. We'll send that to the research team. The closest thing that I can think of, and it still doesn't go well because there's a lot of like human bodies being eaten, 
is um my boyfriend's back which is i think from the early 90s i don't know if it's a it's a gem y'all uh if you ever want to watch a dumb fucking movie that's super fun is one of my favorites and yeah he comes back from the dead and is completely himself like same personality but he does need to eat human flesh um so still not a perfect situation okay so uh (laughs) disney channel straight to video movie um with justin whalen shelly long and amy joe johnson called Susie q oh Um, yes i've seen film film tells a story about a young woman dying with her beau um on her way to their winter formal back in the 50s okay so all this tracks and coming back to her old i don't know but it's more of a ghost situation than a resurrector i don't know why i was the first person i thought of but you know she's a ghost that just comes back and it's looking good i remember that movie yeah there you go she's so hot yeah Um, i can't i can't think of bringing someone back from the dead and it and it works out pretty well no don't fuck with the dead like leave leave things alone just you know it is what it is you gotta accept it yeah so um of course here's my whole thing with victor at first because it's like victor's like hey dude don't don't do this and Mm -hmm. judd's like i know what you're thinking by the way because remember I gave I put this idea in your head to begin with yeah, with your fucking cat. I did both. I didn't have to. Yeah. I know. I it was funny. I was thinking like the Judd's like, I know what you're thinking. I know you thought about it, about you know, burying your son up there. And then what if Lewis is like, Well, I didn't until now. You're you just be fucking <laughs> He's saying like, actually, it. Actually, actually, that didn't sound like too bad of an idea. Yeah. And then my issue with Victor, why he isn't particularly helpful, at least until the end, is that like, why is he going to fucking Ellie's dreams and giving her these like vivid fucking instructions? Like, yeah, go, go to the mom, go to the mom, go to another yeah. adult, please. Yeah. Someone that can drive a car and like buy airfare, please. Like, what are yeah. we doing with this child? <laughs> so, yeah, I, like at first I was like, if he didn't eventually communicate with the mom and intervene with her. I would think that maybe like a child's mind is more impressionable and easy to like communicate with or something. Cause you know how they like say like children are more sensitive to like paranormal experiences and such. Mm -hmm. That was why I originally had thought he was going to her because it was the easiest route to get to the entire family or the group. But once you know, he can just fucking fly on airplanes and shit then you know that kind of defeats that whole purpose now he's just scaring that poor little girl giving her nightmares yeah i didn't understand what that whole situation was i think he was just getting bored and be like let me how can i insert myself into a fun story now that i'm dead i got mm-hmm. nothing going on mm-hmm. he was probably just some random ass like just fucking around having fun yeah right so against any common sense he's like you know what i'm gonna go exhume my dead toddler's body and it'll be just fine and i I forget exactly how much time passes kind of since his death mm-hmm. and when he gets exhumed but um and then takes him back up which you would think would be even harder at night to be able to get oh through all God. that to get to the that fact place that he right survived is incredible like his yeah. ass should have been dead he'd um, only been there once with judd and then now all of a sudden he's like an expert in getting there too it's not like you have like yeah. google maps to get you there I would presume that it's at least a week after that kid died because, I mean, time to, like, prepare for the funeral and everything. And then, like, you factor in, like, things like formaldehyde and all of that. I'm like, 
I feel like this could be a much messier or should have been a much messier, weird situation than it actually was. Like, again, we don't know what powers the pet cemetery has. Maybe it heals wounds. Maybe it regenerates feet. That's true. We don't know. It doesn't get we into it. Maybe we, maybe that's why we got to read the book. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so he's, you know, just burying his kid back up there and just being like, yeah, we'll try this out. And you know what? To be fair, when he does say, he's like, look, you know, Ellie and Rachel are out of town. They're never going to know. If he comes back and he's weird, I'll just put him down again. Easy. That's where I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, to be fair, like, hey, we might as well try it. If he's prepared to do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Here's where being a parent comes in. I'll tell you right now, I would do that shit to my cats in a heartbeat. Now, it, and I, you know, I posed this question to my husband as well, because he like sat in and actually like of all the movies to sit mm-hmm. and like watch with me for 20 minutes, never, y'all, never does he sit down and watch these movies with me. He comes in right at the part where this guy's digging up his dead son and is about to put him into the pet cemetery. And I was like, since we're here, would you do it? Would you would you bury him in the pet cemetery? And he was like, no, I couldn't do it. And I was like, okay, good. That was the right answer. And then he was like, knowing you, you probably would. You know what? Fuck that shit. I absolutely would not. Again, as a horror fan, I have no evidence, not even pretend evidence, that a zombie child would go well. I couldn't kill him. Like, it, once he's there, I would deal with the situation. I'd be like, I'm going to lock you in a cage. I'm going to feed you dead things, whatever I need to do. I'll give you a little scalpel you can play with. Like, I, but I would not, like, I would not do it in the first place. I, I just, I wouldn't want to risk it. Yeah, having to murder them. Oh, and when he's sitting in the grave holding that dead baby, that is sad as fuck. That's so sad. That's the only part of the movie that I actually think is like not funny and really sad. I just think how hard it is for all sorts of couples who do not have children. I'm getting someone with this, by the way. Um, so I'm tied to this rule of when Lewis buries this cat church mm-hmm. in the pet cemetery or well in that other burial ground right and judd's like your cat's back and you know and he goes like no nah. and lewis goes no it's ellie's cat you know judd's mm-hmm. goes no your cat now yeah what you know so now i guess by doing this now you have owner you are the one oh you have the ownership you are the guardian mm-hmm. of this cat and i'm thinking you know just loophole wise i mean it's just so hard for so many couples in this country to adopt um so all you have to do is just go to some child graveyard exhume any child bury it there and then when it comes back it's legally yours and that's so much easier than having to go through all the whole rigmarole with Mm. fucking c you know cps and that whole situation so i so theoretically if that happened to your child and then i exhumed your child's body right we're going here and then i buried it and then he came back like a zombie. <laughs> You'd all be upset, but I'd be like, no, nope, y'all can't do shit because now I have. Daddy's home, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm his daddy now. And I have legal protections over here on dead child. So now pose that back to your husband and say, what if Kyle did it? And 
Um, I mean, you, you keep saying legally, I'm like, not like by law, but like by like spiritual law, by the law yeah. of fucking paranormal spooky shit. Yeah. McMack goes The law. most thorough yeah. of laws. hundred percent. Yeah. Ghost law supersedes. Law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, all good points. Yeah. So, uh, um, so Rachel, because now the kids also saying some creepy shit again being like hey i'm pretty sure i just had this weird dream or just randomly dad's just going to <laughs> dig up my brother and uh i don't know some weird shit's gonna happen and the wife calls he doesn't answer mm-hmm. calls judd judd answers but then she's like okay well i'm just gonna come home and then Judd, even still after all this, Judd's like, don't, don't do it. Blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, yeah. she's thinking. Which would Judd's... make me so suspicious. So suspicious. First of all, I can do whatever the fuck I want, Judd. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Number two. Pencil. <laughs> thank you. Um, don't edit the, out the pause. <laughs> so the then I'm thinking like, still throughout all this, Judd is so committed to this idea of like, just don't tell your wife, dude. Don't your wife can't know she can't handle it. Women can't handle it. And you're like, what the fuck, Judd? But like, so if it works out, it, it, if the kid was a reasonable zombie child, she's eventually gonna know. Like, you're gonna be like, hey, so listen, I dug up our son's dead body and buried him in the pet cemetery. By the way, I also did it with, with the cat. I don't know if you knew um and (laughs) here we are he still likes goldfish crackers so i'm calling this a win like you have to present it to her at some point (laughs) so she's on her way back um and yeah lo and behold just like the cat fucking uh you know little 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 baby gauge is back and has a fucking vengeance man just knows right to go for where the tiny little baby blades can be you know oh the little scalpel i love this little kid just being this evil little kid i so i i think it's so interesting like judd had to have known what he was getting himself into when he went into that house like he hears like the giggling that would have been enough for me to be like i'm gonna let lewis handle this on his own there's literally two houses (laughs) one mine and the one across the street who's giggling (laughs) who on earth is giggling yeah no i'm good i would have been out of there and then of course he gets it like that achilles again like oh and deep like you see that shit go deep oh yeah so brutal smart kid obviously his dad's a doctor he knew right where to go and they're like a vampire just going straight for his neck oh he bites the shit out of his neck that's super fun i like that it is really good i i do like all of this (laughs) yeah after gage dies i think it really like it it really takes a like an upturn for me i really enjoy seeing this little zombie child um and i love his sounds like the zombie child sounds when he first like come like before you see his face like he's like (laughs) <laughs> like making little weird that was pretty good right yeah <laughs> he makes the greatest sounds once he starts like getting into like full dialogue i'm like were you even talking that much when you were alive did your brain get smarter and more advanced yeah. like 
after being zombified. Um, so that's a little bit hard to believe, but um, yeah, I enjoy watching. I like seeing him kill Judd. That that's a good. That's a fun death. Yeah, me too. Um, Rachel comes back, of course, and sees the uh, sees the ghost of her sister, allegedly, oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But and then quickly gets pretty dispatched. I get that you would be in shock if your dead child was standing in front of you in a tiny top hat. Um, with yeah. <laughs> like he put on full costume from the photo shoot. I'm like, where did you get that? Um, also, by the way, I'm sorry, there was one thing I mentioned, like, yeah, that little fucking top hat it was like that it was the it's it's that fucking painting it's in that yeah. house yeah, yeah. Of, is that supposed to be little gage yeah in a yeah, there's fr- it's like it's a little photo shoot of him oh it's awful so Ugh. in the here so um if, i don't know that people do this that much now god i hope they don't please don't do this um like in the 80s and like the early 90s it was a wild time like you would dress your kid up like as a fucking cowboy or put them in a tiny top hat or like a full on like business suit and take like portraits of them. Like a boss baby. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And people don't really do that anymore. So I think when you're like watching these older movies and you see these like extravagant photo shoots of children, there's just this weird thing about like having them dress up and be posed. And I like, I can't with that. Like, if I try to get Phil in a, even like a button up shirt, he looks so uncomfortable. He fucking rips that shit off. Like there's no tomorrow when he has to take it off. Like I don't put him in button up shirts. Like why? When, when was Gage ever wearing his top hat? Anyway, she's in shock. <laughs> Have you ever seen the, the old timey photos of when they dress up um, their dead children and take photographs of them? yes the, those yeah. are interesting for sure yeah, those are real fucked um, up yeah that that's a super fucked up situation um but you know rachel's coming into the situation like oh shit like my kid is alive again but he's very clearly holding a weapon yeah like you can see it so i would you know do what any fucking mother would do rachel and be like hey gage why don't you give that to mommy? Like Phil definitely had his moments where he was like, Ooh, daddy left the knife, like right on the side. He definitely, yeah, it's scary. And he oh, just shit. keeps standing there with a, like, a sharp ass knife. No, just holding it. Like, like, what is this? I don't understand how danger works. And you're like, Hey, Hey, like give, give that to me. And they hand it over. Like, and then you're just like, great job. And then you look at the person who left the knife on the counter and be like, what the fuck? Um, she would have taken that weapon from that baby. Well, she, she, yeah, she did not. (laughs) And she is dead. Um, So of course then, you know, Lewis wakes up just be like, Oh, Hey, what's, uh, what's going on? Seen all these these fun little footprints walk around. I love it. It reminds me of Chucky. It does. It reminds me of Chucky. (laughs) Love it. Um, Cause it looks like he's wearing like those footprints, like look like sneaker. Oh yeah. They look like sneakers. Not, not top hat attire type shoes for sure right exactly those would be more exactly more flat more you know i mean maybe pointed toe i'm not sure a you know it depends. Heel situation. Heel, yeah mm-hmm. exactly um so he wakes up he realizes uh 
that you or no he gets a phone call yeah because apparently now george can like make phone calls now now not only does this Age. toddler who did i say george who's not a character i'm thinking of georgie from if it oh okay, Sorry. okay. There, that's where it is okay i start, my, my brain connected it misplaced it somewhere but it had a logic to it um so gage now a toddler who may may not be possessed by a demon neither of which i would think would know how to use a telephone <laughs> your toddler or a or an ancient demon um, or maybe even reach the telephone because this is like landline era where or like where it's right. like at your face level as an adult like unless you're zach morris right and <laughs> so gives him a phone call saying like oh hey what's up you know played uh <laughs> just playing some games just just being a fucking little asshole his baby yeah. his baby fucking sucks like the whole thing even when he was alive Such a dick yeah his baby his baby fucking sucks um <laughs> so you know and then he just goes through he got his he's got his his fucking vials he's like all right i got one well i think he takes one extra he's like well one well one he uses on the cat he takes takes down church mm-hmm. and then which was that necessary was church really that much of a menace dude not at all it was only when like church was like being like held when he didn't want to be yeah. um yeah no church was actually pretty chill he was which pretty chill for a zombie cat which don't get me wrong that's when i'd be like oh well then maybe maybe burying a baby here would work okay no you know? i Cause, yeah like because the story about the dog sounds very different than what we experienced with church like he was easily you know disarmed by the state yeah. but he like gives church a whole ass speech too before he like puts him down i'm like just grab that fucking cat and inject the shit and get to your son what what are you doing yeah wasting time giving fucking monologues yeah i mean i don't know it's yeah it's i think it's pretty hardcore him uh having to put down his toddler you know when he's just oh, like no. he's on the ground and the he's neck. just no come here come here you know like bring him over and just and yeah you're right he does let out a pretty good you know reaction mm-hmm. when it happens um and you know hey hey no hey no harm no foul everything kind of worked out <laughs> we, well, we for, were the- how, for how smart gage was as a little zombie you'd think that he would also be able to like play like ham it up and do the like daddy no like kind of thing yeah. if he would have disarmed him for even a second and acted normal he mm-hmm. would have hesitated and then yeah. that would have been your time to fucking jab your dad in the neck mm-hmm. like that would have been it so I, you know, I think Gage could have done a, a better job. So just like how they did with uh, Bill Baderman's kid, um, you know, lays down some gasoline, sets the house on fire mm-hmm. while bringing his wife's body out. And he's like, you know what? Even after all of this. Oh, he's fucking mad by that point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. He just can't cut his losses, right? And he's like, no. you know what? You know what? Why you know what's not? gonna, you know what's gonna make my wife happy after all this? Bringing her back from the fucking dead. Uh huh. What happened to her eye? I know. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I don't know what the fuck that kid did to her, but so she comes back, and uh, and and you know, I think you assume that, you know, because you hear him scream, well. you yeah. know, off black. Also, like Reanimator. Cuts to black and you hear a scream before going yeah. to credits. Oh, but so- you're skipping one of my favorite parts. Um, Which one? I love a situation. Please, everyone, please don't take this as a sexual thing. I love a situation 
where someone full on makes out with somebody who's like bloodied and zombified like that. That is the weirdest, most fun thing to watch because like he leans in full on, like he is down to fuck his zombie wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, like 100%. her eye is gushing like some sort of weird pus. And he's like, come here, girl. Like, let's let's get it in the kitchen. We ain't got no kids. <laughs> <laughs> we're, chi- we're child free now. Yeah, like, and yeah, he just goes for it. And yeah, she picks up that knife real quick. Also, rookie move. This is your second, no, third zombie encounter. Hide the knives. Come yeah. on. At yeah, least put so those little rubber you... rubber tips on there or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't let you pass that part. Um, and another thing that I love too is when um I don't remember if it's Rachel that discovers Judd's body or if it's Lewis, but Judd's body, he's like completely missing his like chin and that mm-hmm. part of his jaw. Like little boy went back for seconds and was like, hmm just right on that chin it's so gross this is my sound effects episode everyone (laughs) brings us to the end of this movie do we have anything Mm -hmm. else to touch base on so far with the story of pet cemetery i have one other thing go for it little gage also puts up a really good fight against his grown-ass man dad yeah i like i'm like does he have super strength because demon it's a struggle it is not gauge in that body. It is a it is some malevolent demonic force. So I would say he's probably got a little more muscle there. Yeah. Yeah. It it's it's a little a little hard to believe. Like I you'd be able to just throw that baby to the ground. Um yeah, I just had to bring that up because I thought his his super strength was quite impressive. Well, gosh, that brings us to the end of our movie. Pretty exciting stuff. Now. Let's take, a start, take ourselves into our next segment here. Taglines. Taglines. So Natalie, tell me, what, 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 what do we got tagline-wise? All right. I actually was expecting more taglines for this movie. There's five. And of course, because it's a Stephen King movie, they always have to sing his praises in at least one tagline. So we've got iconic terror from the number one best-selling writer, but not his name. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thumbs up? Yeah, thumbs sideways. I'm going to give it a a thumb sideways. I'm going to assume that the movie poster says Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. And then your tagline says iconic terror from the number one bestselling writer. Sure. Okay. Okay. Let's see if you can understand this one. Don't forget to put out the cat before the cat puts out you. I like it. But like I said, do I disagree with outdoor cats. So no, don't put the cat <laughs> out. No, the cat stays in. So the cat theoretically would never put you out in return. Oh, I so. thought they might kill the cat. But what you're saying makes way more sense. Yeah, so thumbs sideways again for this one. Okay. Sorry. Okay, here we go. This one's wordy. A magical place where a child's best friend can come back and live forever 
as an adult's worst nightmare. And if it works for animals, dot, dot, dot. That is too much. Right? And what is as an on? adult's worst nightmare is in parentheses. Okay, I'm good. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that one. So thumbs down. Next. Yeah. The last two are good. The last two are really good. And I think we we know one of them. Sometimes dead is better. Yeah, I like that. That because one's it good. Also, also pulls from the movie too. I love it. Thumbs up. Yes, that that's a good one. I would give that two thumbs up. Last one. A pet isn't just for life. I like that one too. Yeah, that's good too. Thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for saving the best ones for last. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I put them in a specific order. Hmm. That time. Yeah. Those so... Mm, I like them. So right. let's pop it. Let's uh let's wrap this up. Let's pop into some boost scores. Um, I never remember. Am I going first or are you? You can go first on this one. I want to see if you can uh sway my score today. This movie, you know, generally I think it's got like a 50-ish percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It generally gets kind of lower scores, but I did see from like, you know, some more genre stuff like Fangoria and Bloody Disgusting, they generally give it more positive reviews. Um, this movie is... If you can see the face that he's making, I can't imagine that this has a high boo count. <laughs> I think it does a lot of things well. I mean, yeah, of course, everyone's stupid and the plot generally doesn't make sense. But I mean, you know, you got, you know, you love a good kid death. You mm -hmm. love Fred Gwynn. All these are just racking up booze and half booze um i love you know hey my, my love to church you know it's a great little cat that wasn't oh, that bad great. when he came back but good um, good cat actor weird whole situation with zelda um didn't get any of that what the whole <laughs> that whole situation was about mm -hmm. um I think this movie is generally pretty enjoyable. I do think that, like, yes, it's pretty silly. I think it was kind of effective. I liked, at first, the parts with Victor. That first dream with Victor, I thought, was pretty effective and pretty creepy. It was very and... creepy. Yeah, we didn't really touch on that. I think that first dream of him was actually really scary. And then, for some reason, we decided to make him, like, um, like so comedic afterwards. Yeah. So... I don't know. I think this movie is pretty good. I mean, of course, I'd recommend it. I'd, I'd recommend it to everybody. I think it's pretty good. Um, I barely remember. I we I watched the remake in 2019. I did too. That? Did we watch that together? We may have, but it was. I'm sure it's fine. But I'm sure it's whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna say three. This has got three booze. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? Again, to double tap on love, child, death. And child zombie, that's also yeah. extra fun. And I think overall, this story is really strong. Like, I like the story. I almost wonder if I would like the book better than this movie. Probably we'll never find out, to be honest. But I, I really like the story. Like, if you were to just, like, tell it to me as if it was in a book, <laughs> I probably would like it more. Maybe I should like an odd. It's called an audiobook. Yes. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot that audiobooks exist. Okay. So maybe an audiobook would be great. Um, so I really like the story. 
I will say it loses at least half a boo for me because it's just not quite campy enough. It's like right on the cusp where I'm like, I think they're trying to be serious and it's not quite landing. So I'm going to give it a 2.5. Okay. But I did find it very entertaining, this watch. Yeah, me too. So, well, dang, y'all. If any, if anyone disagrees with this, please let us know. That's fine. Yeah, if you're a diehard. Yeah, we're okay. But I feel like we're pretty, you know, straight down the middle, generally mm-hmm. edging on positive, I would think, right? So, yeah. Anything else you got about Pet Cemetery? Um, one more thing. Sure. I think this would be a fun movie to watch, like with a group of people, because mm-hmm. of like the silliness and like weirdness of it. I think it would be fun to like watch with people, not like necessarily on your own. When I was watching it by myself, I was like, mm, like you know, just kind of laughing at children suffering, and uh, felt like an asshole doing that by myself. So find some other people that like to watch children suffer on screen. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care. Appreciate you. Thanks for, uh, or, you know, hanging out through February with us. Really excited for what's coming up next month. Mm-hmm. All right. Take care. Three, two, one. Ghost. Thanks for listening to our episode on Pet Cemetery. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on whichever platform you listen to podcasts. Any and all support is appreciated. You can find us on Instagram at 321GhostPod and give us a follow to see what we have coming up. We're very active on Instagram and would love to hear from you. You can also shoot us an email to 321ghostpod at gmail.com to share any thoughts, suggest a movie you'd like to hear us chat about, or just send us a picture of your pets. Next week, we're hopping back into our Scream series with Scream 3. And spoiler alert, it's not the final act. Thanks again for listening. And remember, there hasn't been a successful resurrection or zombie incident yet, so cut that shit out. And... Keep an eye on your goddamn children. Three, two, one, ghost.